Hi, listeners. Welcome to the Montague Reporter Podcast. I'm Sarah, your host and producer here with Montague Reporter Editor Mike Jackson. Hello, Mike. Hello, Sarah. I'm Montague Reporter Managing Editor Mike Jackson, and hello, listener. Each one is special. <laughs> the, the radio listener is singular. Glad to have you here. Glad to have the listener here, or listeners. This is a fireside chat with the Montague Reporter podcast. So um, I wanted to circle back today to a story that the paper has been following um, closely for the last year or so um, about the future of the Farron Care Center in Montague City. There was an update this week. What was that? So this is for, for people catching up or maybe not living in, in our region. Um, the, the Parent Care Center is a, a big old hospital in our town. It was a, a Catholic hospital for a long time and um, then kind of transitioned uh, in the late 20th century um, into being you know, a long-term care facility for especially uh, patients um, with multiple diagnoses who had been turned away from multiple other uh, facilities in the state. Um, it's kind of a, a very special place. Um, also, because of that, got a special rate from the state for the care of those patients. And um, it was an old building, and uh, the facility closed last year. Um, there was a lot of controversy because they uh, ended up moving um, most of the the residents down to Holyoke to a different facility. You know, it's a, it's a big thing in a small town here, and now we've got another empty building. And the update, <laughs> to answer your, your question is that the uh, the owner um, during the closing made noises um, including some noises that we wrote down in the paper on purpose um, that they would uh, sponsor that they would foot the bill for a reuse study for the building for the town mm-hmm. and um, they uh, came to the town this week um, came to the select board meeting on monday which jeff singleton covered for us and said um, yep we looked at it and you know we we advised that it be demolished and uh, didn't necessarily come with with said reuse study in hand uh, also. And what was the town's reaction to that? Um, well, I mean, I think that no no official action, you know, was taken by, by town officials. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that there's been, depending on, on what you mean by that question, um, you know, different, different reactions. I think that um, town officials have probably seen this coming, that that would be, you know, the, the recommendation. Some residents and uh, our reporter were very uh, put off by the the lack of um, an actual review study that people could, you know, thumb through and and Mm. look at what their rationale was um, for that recommendation. Yeah, I actually read about this in, okay, this is going to sound really bad. (laughs) I actually read about this in the recorder earlier this week, I think. And um, the reporter quoted Jeff um, in the article i don't know if you saw that uh no okay um but yeah i could kind of tell from the headline that there's kind of some frustration about the lack of a official study which i assume would have been like they would have hired a consultant to like look at possible uses for the building you know different industries it could go to or if it could be used for if it would be appropriate for housing or things like that right yeah there's some some risk here that um, as an editor, uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to 
um, depending on where this story goes, um, throw Jeff behind a firewall because he sits on the town's historical commission. And if the historical commission um, decides that it's a, it's an issue that they need to get involved in, um, yeah, I might, might need to make him not a reporter on this, um, which, mm-hmm. you know, small paper, small town. Uh, we all wear a lot of hats. And this is kind of the, the kind of challenge that comes up periodically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people who are involved in the community tend to be involved in multiple things, like maybe the the reporter and town government. I think it's pretty common. Yeah, I mean, th- there's, you know, a small pool of people uh, who get publicly involved in one way or another. And it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I've um, myself uh, abstained from, from even, you know, getting on Montague Town Meeting, but... Uh, I definitely get asked every year by a couple of people to please do that. And mm-hmm. you know, I, I'd rather keep my nose clean, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, a, a lot of people, you know, who write for us in one way or another, or do a little thing, you know, also end up serving on some volunteer committee. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, whether that's for the town or whether that's for, you know, another club or, um, you know, uh, kind of private sector, nonprofit, whatever those things are, neighborhood group, um, the, those could also end up being, you know, little conflicts too. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we just kind of try to keep tabs on on if someone's got an or in already. I was like, oh, how about someone else writes this one? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, back to the Fair and Care Center. Do you have the projected costs in front of you and like cost differences between trying to rehabilitate or renovate the building versus demolish it? Well, um, uh, I'm going to play the sound clip of rustling a newspaper um, to, to answer that. Because what I know is what uh, what Jeff told us, they told everyone at that meeting. They said that um, that to, to keep the building going would be $24 million the first year just to bring it up to code, mm-hmm. another quarter million year two, and then another $3 million year three. Uh, I don't know if that's, you know some particular big capital item on, on the third year. But, you know, r- racking up um, could be a, a $30 million thing just to keep the, the building alive. And, um, yeah, I mean, then they're, they're comparing that to um, $6 million to knock it down. So, uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone's got the difference, wants a big building, um, uh, I mean, it, it looks like, you know, um, if you have, like, a, a team of, like, mutants that you're trying to, like, cultivate into, like, a, um, you know, superheroes or something like that. Like, it's a great building for that kind of thing. Beautiful old building, um, turn-of-the-century building down in Montague City. Uh, out there um, has a project like that or, um, you know, <laughs> wants to um, to start a, a gigantic housing co-op or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like sounds like you're pulling together uh, 30, $30 million or uh, maybe even, like, They'd give you a break for not having to do the knockdown and uh, but you know 20 24 million dollar difference there supposedly you know and that's the thing you know we can't actually look over their shoulder at those figures mm, because they only verbally said it and there's no documentation that's open to the public at this moment right so then you know there's different uh, people yeah i mentioned the historical commission could get involved it's certainly a historical building um, it, it's difficult, you know, I mean, th- there's um, all of these buildings in this town from that era, and a number of them have, have ended up being town-owned, and, uh, you know, it's a, one of the big challenges of the town is to try to get these things reused. Um, you know, the, the Strathmore complex is, is the biggest one um, that's town-owned between mm-hmm. the canal and the river there, and mm-hmm. the plan there is currently to, to demolish half of that complex, um, mm-hmm. which is going to be really... Uh, 
Yeah, we'll, we'll put a lot of photos in when that happens. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we haven't talked about, the other aspect of this story is people's reaction to um, the Trinity, I guess, uh, foreshadowing that this might this building might be demolished. Um, what what did people say about that? There seems to be some debate about its historical significance as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, the building's got two sections. Um, one, you know, if you go go down there and take a look at it, uh, a big wing of it looks pretty modern. Um, and I think that that's why some people are, are really surprised um, to hear that it's a, a, a teardown. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, all of the um, you know, core systems of the building um, are, are in that older section um, that, that needs the most uh, most investment. Um and yeah, I mean, no, there, I haven't heard anyone saying, you know, oh, sweet, yeah, the Farron, rip that thing down. It's, it's terrible. But, um, you know, and I'm not a, a buildingologist, so I don't know how to, like, you know, judge anyone's claims or opinions on this one. But it's significant. Um, I think a lot of people, you know, have really strong attachments um, to this building for one reason or another. Um, parents, grandparents, um, born there. Um, a lot of people still running around town who were born there. Uh, and I'll tell you that, you mm-hmm. know, with, with a, a lot of pride, there was a hospital in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the loss of a huge institution and having it just kind of like stricken from view seems painful. Yeah. Yeah. It brings, brings up a lot for a lot of people. Uh, some of our readers will be familiar with this and others not, but you know, it's a, it's a really good Good quote um, uh, by uh, Walter Benjamin. Um, there's this this Klee uh, painting um, that he's he's talking about, and he describes it. Uh, shows an angel looking as though he is about to move away from something he's fixedly contemplating. His eyes are staring. His mouth is open. His wings are spread. This is how one pictures the angel of history. His face is turned toward the past, where we perceive a chain of events. He sees one single catastrophe, which keeps piling wreckage and hurls it in front of his feet. The angel would like to stay, awaken the dead, and make whole what has been smashed. But a storm is blowing in from paradise. It has got caught in his wings with such a violence that the angel can no longer close them. The storm irresistibly propels him into the future to which his back is turned. While the pile of debris before him grows skyward, this storm is what we call progress. Wow, that's profound. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people like it. You know, people put on, like, album liner notes and, you know, T-shirts and stuff like that. It's like, you know, when he's, like, sick, like... (laughs) Super, super metal quotes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my main thought on the Farron situation. All right. Let's leave, let's leave that at that. Thanks, Mike. So moving on, um, but staying kind of in the same neighborhood, in the same village in Montague, uh, I wanted to talk about the two stories on the business. Well, I don't know if they're really about a business. They seem to have been sparked by a business moving um, mm-hmm. in Montague City. Um, but last week, uh, Jeff wrote uh, in the November 4th, 2021 edition, there was this story about this this rock business moving to Kentucky. Um, and then this week, there was kind of a, a mea culpa kind of um, mm-hmm. follow-up about follow it. Follow-up, yeah. So can you, can you kind of try to summarize what happened and what the stories were about? 
sure. Yeah, more 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 singleton here, and I mean we can also have Jeff on the podcast because I think he mm. he's had a fun time with this one. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll follow up with his perspective on this too. He could tell you more than I could okay. um, about this one, but uh, yeah, yeah. So the 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 whole tip, um, you know, that that precipitated this was um, uh, down in Montague City, you know, about a block away from the Farron, right? So not far from our last segment, mm-hmm. um, there is a, a Quonset hut, which up until very recently um, was the site of operations for. Uh, Cold River Mining Company, um, which uh, wasn't actually mining on site. They sold mining-themed recreational uh, equipment um, to amusement parks, campgrounds, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy that founded it, you know, used to own a campground. And um, what he was selling is basically these, like, these kits where there's, like, a, a, you know, a sluice that um, water's running through. And then they also sell bags with cool stuff, like, you know, fossils and gemstones, especially. Um and uh and gravel right so um or maybe that you just mix into gravel yourself so the idea is you know um creating a little um thing of value in entropy giving people some work to sort it out that's um fun um for people fun for kids um you know root through some gravel for some gemstones um pay a few bucks to do that mm-hmm. um so uh you know very niche um uh, market there, but you know, employed um, a handful of people uh, in Montague City, and uh, the company was sold. It's been operated by a different person than the founder for the last few years on that site, and then he moved it uh, down to Kentucky and closed it up. Um, so, you know, it's currently there's a for sale sign on it. Um, the owner of the property is the founder of the gem company, but you know, he's not he's not doing that um, right now. Um, and the the rumor that we've heard um, is that. Uh, there's a, a solar developer that has made an inquiry to the town about um, building a, a battery storage facility, you know, solar energy, I guess, in, in their case, storage facility, um, but mm-hmm. a big, big battery site. So the town planning board, and we do not have confirmation that this is the site that that inquiry was about and yeah. that should also be clear yeah. i think i read in the follow-up article that there actually was no site mentioned so uh <laughs> there there's there's smoke there i don't know okay. I'm, I'm not i'm not you know it doesn't mean that it's going to end up but uh yeah yeah uh, you know there's uh, there's enough uh, i was comfortable enough <laughs> having this this article go forward and him mm. saying that but um, that doesn't mean it's going to end up. I mean, there's any number of things that could happen, including, you know, there's there's neighbors who you know, have caught wind that it, this um, they think this is a possibility and, and mm. maybe wouldn't want it. Um, or, you know, there's concern about adjacent wetland. There's actually some concerns running back about um, uh, adjacent wetlands that the, the CONCOM um, had been dealing with for years. So, you know, any any kind of development like that, land use kind of thing like that is going to be a whole thing. And mm. also, you know, there's probably other other spots right around there that if I was trying to you know build a big solar battery that has a you know um, whatever three phase power line coming into it off of uh, Cabot Station um, that might be even more convenient mm-hmm. and you know I don't need to say anything more about that but mm-hmm. um, the, the the rumor um, you know was that this this lot is for that and you know the version of the rumor that a couple neighbors told us was you know. Um, the mining company got kicked out because the guy wants to do this. And I, I don't think we've seen any proof of that. But anyway, Jeff, you know, uh, went, went sniffing around down there and, and trying to talk to people. And, and um, 
you know, uh, got some pretty juicy quotes complaining about the state of that neighborhood from um, a uh, principal and founder of the Montague City Improvement Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently then also uh, was calling maybe the wrong number for the guy that owns that property. So, um, you know, we ran a, ran a piece. It was kind of conversational piece. Um, you know, Jeff strolling around down there. But a mm-hmm. guy that owns a property gave us a call and said, you know, you know, hey, what the heck? Uh, <laughs> this, this reporter of yours didn't try to call us. And, um, you know, they spoke and, and I think cleared it up. But, um, you know, also um, there was enough there. Um we also then heard after publication from, um, you know, the the new owner of the um, a decrepit former factory across the, the road from it, uh, the rod shop. Um, and then there was, you know, a third building down there that's also changed hands. So basically I said, you know, Jeff, there's enough here for another story. Um, why don't you just talk to everyone and, and do do a second story this week? So we ran it. Um, it's, you know, some somewhat of a mea culpa, but I think it's also just, you know, a bunch of additional information. Um, mm-hmm. Could have could have run it all as one um, one article, but, um, you know, it uh, turned into a two-parter. Yeah, it, it's just a lot of information. Jeff talked to the, uh, the original owner of that business that moved to Kentucky, but also the owner of the old Masonic building, which I have ridden by on my bike multiple times. I always thought it was a beautiful old building. And did he talk to other people? David Keenan, who owns the rod shop now, um, and told us that, you know, he's in preliminary discussions with the town planner about what might be done with that site. And that's good because, you know, that I think the last story that we got um, from the rod shop was a, a few years ago. Um, mm-hmm. Someone uh, squatting on the site, um, dumping out the, the you know wastewater tank of his uh of his trailer onto the onto rod shop road mm. um and you know it would be nice to get some <laughs> nicer nicer stories uh, mm-hmm. from that little little um corner of town and mm. it is a cool little zone yeah there seems to be like there seems to be really good coverage of the other villages i always like see updates on miller's falls and montague center and even like pleasant anyway yeah it's good to get a little uh update um how montague city is doing yeah yeah it, it feels good to to zoom in mm-hmm. to, to this or that neighborhood yeah. uh, once in a while um and you know that goes for our, our outlying coverage towns too you know mm-hmm. sometimes we just get start getting a bunch of leverett stuff for a little wave of irving irving news um yeah, I always, I always love it. Um, and I like also, you know, it's not just of interest to the people who live right there. You know, I'm looking for the things that are of generalizable uh, interest to, mm-hmm. to all of our readers. So if you enjoy reading the paper and um, especially like an article that has a really authentic voice um, or writing style, I really recommend this one um, in this week's paper, November 11th, 2021. Um, the headline is Owners Respond to Blighted Neighborhood Portrayal Yep. by Jeff Singleton. And I did not put, although I did consider putting uh, Mea Culpa as uh, the little uh, super, super headline. Um, I used another one instead. More to every story. Yeah. And that seemed, does that seem fair? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any non-sequiturs today, Sarah? I sure do. Uh, so my non-sequitur is actually from last week's 
paper the November 4th edition on A2. I would assume like this came up during production. You had like a little extra space that you had to fill and you had this QR code. Now I am like really technologically illiterate so I don't even own anything can, that can scan a QR code but I was like really curious about it so actually I was volunteering at the Montague Reporter office but you were not present um and um we so we scanned the QR code on someone's phone I think it was Jay's phone um and it brought us to a YouTube video and um there were ads before it, but anyway, once we got to the video, it was a Tiny Desk concert by Little Sims, and I happen to be a very big fan of Tiny Desk concerts, and uh, this one was actually already on repeat for me. Um, so anyway, uh, just one of those fun, random experiences you can have if you read the paper and happen to scan QR codes that are printed in it. So Sorry about the ads. Couldn't control that. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you can't control that. Although you could have put a link to the NPR like website. Uh, directly on. Uh, yeah. Well, well, they're rivals, so you know. <laughs> Wouldn't want to give them the clicks. Really? NPR is a rival? Yeah. <laughs> okay. we're, we're in the same space. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. I'll right. take them down eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Glad you enjoyed it. The paper was due at the printer at 8 a.m. And it was, you know, 7.45 or something. And I was staring <laughs> at this, like, little square hole. And mm -hmm. um, also really, you know, I had been, yeah, multiple times that uh, that production shift listening to the Little Sims album, which is so good. And you know, I was like, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to... I'm going to put this here because mm -hmm. I, I, it's what I think is important right now. Mm -hmm. Do you have a non sequitur, Mike? Yeah, yeah, I've got one. Joe Copera, uh, our reader, um, shares photos with us uh, periodically. Um, he's, I think, a great photographer, lives in town. And, mm. um, you know, I didn't have one to put in the B1, you know, the, those big uh, horizontal 11 by 5 inch um, photos on the B1 header and you know I said dad do you have any horizontal ones for us and it was right during the week as we we're putting the paper together and Joe sent us a few um, amazing photos of, of chickens and um, you know I had to kind of like slice it a little bit crop it a little bit vertically but I, I just really really like the one um, that we put chickens. on this week so oh my god I'm look I'm gonna look right now oh my gosh wow above we never know what they think and they look at us with dry eyes as though we were unimportant pablo neruda wrote of chickens <laughs> yeah joe, joe also got it in with, with the cut line so um he's he's a pro and uh wow. um donated that that photograph um so yeah thanks to joe thanks, um, i don't know joe. if he listens to the podcast but um yeah uh, what a good eye uh the chickens and also uh joe's as a photographer mm-hmm I wonder what kind of chicken this is. It's a very good looking chicken. Great photo. Yep. Such a talented community. <laughs> we are so lucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Dave Hoyt also on the topic of, of photographs um, traveled all the way down to Westport for the, the volleyball game on uh, Tuesday and um, the Turner's Falls uh, 
volleyball team won in a playoff game. Dave was worried because, you know, he, he uh, looked ahead of time at their um, uh, at, at the, the gymnasium, you know, and other photos from it. And it's really dark in there. And, you know, he had to use a special special process um, to, to do it. And I think he got some good photos. In, um, and I, I always really like his... Uh, we sometimes don't have the, the literal page space to run them as large as I wish that we did. So sometimes we throw them up on our Facebook page, too, um, when he takes really good photos. I think we're going to do that this week because mm-hmm. he got some good shots. Yeah, this is a great photo of the... Um the volleyball team celebrating they look really happy yeah uh, they're good at jumping um and <laughs> but we got some good good action shots in there too nice. and yeah yeah i feel i feel lucky we have a real abundance of, of skill not just writers but a bunch of photographers out there mm-hmm. with with good eyes who are you know generous with their images um for this yes yeah that's awesome all right shall we do the credits Thanks for listening to the Montague Reporter Podcast. Remember to subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review if you want. I think we recently got another review. We should have a segment where we review the reviews. (laughs) Yeah, they help us get more listeners. Big thanks to Stella Silbert for editing this podcast. Thank you to Blue Dot Sessions for the music. And thanks to Greenfield Community Television for technical support. You can buy the Montague Reporter newspaper at a local business or subscribe on our website, montaguereporter.org. We'll be back with a new episode soon. There are actually some bonus episodes in the works. In the meantime, let us know what you think. Podcast at montaguereporter.org. Or call 413-863-8666 at the newspaper office to let us know what you think.